All right. Welcome to another episode of Comic Book Squares. We just want to remind everybody about our big contest for 2023. We're going to help find a new writer in comic books. We're partnered with Dream Foundry on this. And uh, just remember, the deadline is the end of September to get your uh, stories in. So to kick the show off, my name's Shane. I'm Paul. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Let's get this show started. All right, everybody, welcome back to uh, Comic Book Squares. Uh, we're excited for this episode, and thanks for joining us. Um, so, uh, Mike and Steve, if you guys don't mind just introducing yourselves to our audience and uh, telling us a little bit about your uh, comics universe that you've created here. Okay. Um, my name is Michael Nunley, and um, I founded Omen Comics back in 2018. And it was, it's basically a blend of the world's mythologies uh, and even a few religions together. And uh, it even mixed some, mixes in some alternate history and even some classic literature uh, to create the, to create the universe itself. Uh, but the idea is that it's all built around this like mega apocalyptic theme. Um, the, the idea for the universe actually came from uh, wanting to uh, wanting to uh, create a world uh, that uh, all apocalypses could happen at once in. And so uh, that, that, that's, that's really what the whole Omenverse thing is about there. Uh, we also do, uh, me and Steve also do a podcast uh, called Omen Revelations Podcast, where we talk about, we talk about movies and we talk about, uh, uh, you know, pop culture and, and television and comics and even our own comics and characters and stuff. Uh, but we also have a label called Revelation Comics. And with that, I'm going to pass it over to my man, Steve. Yeah, sounds good. Um, I'm Steve Sellers. Um, I'm the writer on some of the Omen first titles, mainly um, Mike White Druid and Michael Nero, and also uh, Guardians of the Land. And so um, from there, we kind of got started for a while. Um, I was brought in um, at some point uh, after he got, got started with the whole thing. And then uh, after a while, it's like, okay, um, yeah, how would you like to do a, a spinoff um, imprint where basically it's just our passion projects. It's just the things that we want to do that won't fit in the Omenverse. Mm. And so that's Revelation yeah. Comics. So um, the idea really is, is like my uh, main concept is Blitz, which is a, a superhero title. Uh, and that universe is entirely within Revelation Comics and has no connection to Omen at all. Likewise, um, Mike has his own uh, grimdark horror series called Seder, uh, which is his own thing. It's under which the Revelation imprint, but, you know, that's his Yeah. Name. Yeah, and we also have, um, you know, our artist, uh, Tazan Awasika, and he has a couple of titles on his own um, that he works with Mike on. And, yeah. and one of them is Insurrection, which is a Nigerian war story. And the most recent one, which we're hoping, I believe, is next year, but Mike can confirm that, um, is called Sad, which is Sad and Desperate. And it really kind of deals with um, kind of like X-Files style conspiracy stuff. Uh, set in Nigeria and dealing with Nigerian legends. So those are the kinds oh, of wow. books that we do wow. we do there. Um, and in addition, Mike and I also do um, Blood World uh, for Raincross Press, uh, which is a sci-fi anthology comic, which I believe is uh, supposed to come out later this year or ne early next year. I'm not sure exactly which. So, yeah. you know, those are the just, kinds of things that we do. Just to clarify, SAD is, is set to come out uh, in the middle of this year. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, I, so, so what you're saying is you've had a, a pretty busy schedule. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do a lot of stuff. That, that is I mean, that's great, though. I mean, in, so, in addition to I mean, podcast and other stuff we do. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, that's great. I mean, if you guys, I don't know if you guys have seen it, any of our other episodes, but some of the creators we've talked to, you know, they, they try so hard to just get one project off the ground, um, you know, and they're working real hard trying to do that. So, we, we, you know, we try to shed a little light on that. But it's great that you guys have multiple projects and you guys are able to bring in some other creators and things and do some things that you're doing and, you know, setting up the website you got. and. I mean, Gallows Men jumped out to me. I see that. I see the cover, and I'm just like, "That's my stuff." I can see that. It's just <laughs> nice. you know, that whole cover just really grabbed me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank it was you. a great story. Yeah. Was it uh, issue one or two specifically? Well, issue I, both covers, but but yeah. the first one. I, I mean, I'm always I'm the number one guy, right? So right. Like, there's number two. <laughs> scroll down. There's number one. So yeah, no, both nice. great stories. Yeah, great stuff. Number on one that. sets the tone. So yeah. Nice. The Gallowsmen yeah. were actually kind of, uh, at least in part, inspired by the Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yes. Okay. I, you know, I, I won't say that I got, but now that you say it, it makes, I, okay. Yep. Mike is a massive Turtles fan. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. You'll, you'll notice that each one of them has a different color, the green, the red, and the blue. They each got a different weapon. Yeah. You know, oh, uh, yeah. That, that, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I, that's oh that's totally gosh. homage. I love it. You know, that's great oh. stuff. So, so are you? Have you have you seen that uh, that that new uh, uh, Eastman's come out with uh, the last Ronin? Did you guys see oh, that? Yeah. I, I, a little Steve bit. Yeah. Checked it out. I think. Um, I, it's I, pretty yeah, fantastic. It is. It is a real. It is really really interesting. I don't want to spoil it, but um, I, I love the idea behind it. You know, the, awesome. the idea kind of, of, kind like of doing a dark night type of thing. With an Ninja yes. Turtle, yeah. I think it totally makes yep. sense. There you, go. Yep. there you go. And I and I like the turtle that that was left, right? I don't want to ruin it for anybody that wants to look at. It. I mean, it won't be the one that you think. That's for sure. That wasn't the one that I thought. No, it wasn't. <laughs> so, but 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 enough about that, you guys. So, right. so Mike, uh, so being a turtle fan, I guess I was going to ask, uh, which, which we do. Uh, we're always kind of interested to see how you kind of got started. So, Mike and Steve, this question is for both of you. Um, like what, what got you started? Like, was it just reading them and then you just got more passionate, but, but how did you get your start in, in, in this, uh, genre? Oh, well, I mean, uh, I actually wrote my very first comic when I was 12 and, um, I wrote, uh, I wrote, a th- granted they were very, that, that first one especially was very derivative. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it was, it was basically, uh, Casey Jones and Punisher put together. yeah yeah Yeah, for me um, i kind of got started with uh prose when i was 12 um you know i was writing fantasy stuff at the time i was kind of into dragon lance at that time that's kind of where where my thing was um uh but i've always been a comic book fan in fact um i was huge into x-men for years and years and years so eventually behind you eventually absolutely (laughs) And, um, yeah, so eventually I, I got into fan fiction and then it was X-Men related stuff and then it kind of, but it was mainly sort of, I, you know, I could kind of learn the craft and figure out, you know, what I'm, what I was doing. Yeah. So after a lot of, after a period of doing that, um, you know, I started doing stuff on my own and then, uh, Mike, uh, you know, brought me in after, uh, Omen started and, and he's like, yeah, um, I have this idea for a magic Sherlock Holmes, uh, type of comic. Would you like to do that? <laughs> So it's like, yeah, and, and it took me a while to kind of get into it because his, his world building and all of his notes are huge and, and kind of takes a while to get through them. But, you know, I finally did. And it's like, yeah, this, this is something that looks like a lot of fun to play around with. So, you know, it's awesome. I'm not, I, I I'm not sure how much I gave him, but it must have been like 20 pages or something like that on, on, <laughs> on my world building like notes and my character ideas and stuff. <laughs> 
That sounds like homework. I have been told that my comic book scripts read almost like prose novels (laughs) with my panel descriptions. We're we're talking like Alan Moore level of description. (laughs) (laughs) He's working on the beard. I see that. Yeah, 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 I'm working on it right now. (laughs) I don't know if you'll reach that level of existentialism. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, yeah, that's great. So, so how did you guys? How did you guys end up uh, encountering one another? You know, like Mike started, you know, with, with you guys working together. Like, how, how did that start? Um, that actually happened. Uh, we, we, I used to run a, an online comic book magazine called the Chico Comic Books page. And uh, we used to, we used to uh, like, we, we interviewed people. We reviewed comics. We wrote articles, that kind of a thing. And um, Steve was actually one of the reviewers I had there. And, uh, so, uh, when I, when I started making my own comics and stuff, um, I actually hit up, uh, all the people that I met, uh, that work with Omen Comics right now, all were connected to Chico Comics page somehow. Uh, (laughs) Steve was my reviewer. So I reached out to him to read. I I met Guido Martinez, our letterer, uh, through through Chico Comics page doing Mm -hmm. interviews and reviews and stuff. Our artist, Tosin Awasika, the whole, all of it. Just through that through that magazine right there, and uh, wow. I, we don't do the magazine anymore. But that that's yeah. really the, the 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 core that connected everything. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's cool. So so that's the question I got cool. is: do you, do you still have the comic that you that you wrote at twelve? Uh, no, no, I did <laughs> yeah. not. No, I did not. Um, uh, if I had it, I would burn it. <laughs> you do not write good stuff at 12 i can i can guarantee you I, the stuff that i wrote at 12 does not exist anymore hey who here wouldn't want to see john burns 12 year old art or you know chris claremont's 12 year old like you know script i mean you never know yeah. right 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 i'd be, I'd be interested in seeing where jim lee was around 12 i mean did you see how did you ever see alex ross at like seven years old Look, right? look where that yeah. guy ended up, right? <laughs> I have seen, like, Alex Ross actually put, like, his seven-year-old drawing of Spider-Man next to one of his professional works, and, and you wouldn't believe it was from him. I, I wow. know. You're, like, that, yeah, I remember when I was, like, 12, like, I was into the Turtles as well a lot, and I, the first comic book I drew was called Green Middle-Aged Samurai Pigs. Because I won't <laughs> talk about derivative. <laughs> I, I came up with a no, no joke. I once came up with, um, you know, just because I hated dealing with an assignment, I just came up with this idea for samurai uh, rabbit. And I didn't realize that Yosagi Ujimbo. <laughs> right, right. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. <laughs> any, Actually, any similarities are purely coincidental, I assure you. <laughs> as long as you your, put that your Ninja there, Turtles you know, thing was at least less derivative than mine. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just simply took out the mutant and the ninjas in the title and just said teenage ninjas. <laughs> teenage ninjas. <laughs> You know, you know, and, and it's funny because uh, I, you know, I don't know if you guys have any of those issues from way back, but you look at like that format and that paper they were printed on. You're like, this is like newspaper level stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you needed special bags and boards to put, you know, to hold those things together. And it's just, it's amazing that that stuff got off the ground. And you look at it now, and what's it been? Thirty-five years. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-something, right? Thirty-two. Yeah. I think it was what was it? Eighty-four, eighty-five. They came out with the first uh, title. <laughs> Yeah, oh, sounds right. about right, I guess. Sounds sure. about right, yeah. yeah. It's been a while. Oh. I mean, been a while, you know, and uh, so and they're still trucking. So so you never know. And so um, with, with that being said, with you guys being so busy, having so many projects, and, uh, and obviously with Mike, you know, we, we reviewed Cider before. 
Um, and, and I don't remember if we asked you this, but but now that you got Steve here, um, do you guys make the um, the convention circuit? Do you do things like that? Do you have a table? Do you guys you know, like how are you other than we, the podcast and things? Are you just rely on that for your? We you know? we do not we we do not do conventions at the time. Um, I I currently try I, I tried to do this uh, a few years back. And um, I had I had all the tickets bought. I had the table ready. I had all the comics printed. Uh, I had the, the the money I would needed. I bought the payer, the whole nine yards, and the whole thing just kind of <laughs> fell apart. Like I lost my ride and 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 all of that. Uh, it was it, and then COVID hit, and that just caused a mess. Yeah, yeah. COVID was like a right. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> I, honestly, it it. Even even after COVID, it, it it just felt like um it was too much of an investment for a potential uh game. It is. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. That's you what we've heard it, from a lot of folks. Is like, you know, the the conventions are are maybe great to go and, and meet other creators, right. but as far right. as selling the books, it's it's yeah. not as from what we've heard, it hasn't been as yeah. you know, uh, done as well for people. So I guess it's yeah. an investment for networking, but <laughs> right. Yeah. And it, you know, and a couple of the guys we've talked to have said, you know, yeah, they'll they'll hit a couple of the really really big ones, and try to you know try to get their name out there and try to share some material, but it's not worth convention chasing or anything like that for sure. Yeah. Well, and I think too sometimes the big ones, uh, you kind of you could get lost in the shuffle, right? And some of those large ones, and so yeah. you know the artist rows on some of the. Some of those, you know, there could be 50 people along Artist Row that's, uh, you know, everybody's trying to, um, you know, just trying to communicate with folks and trying to tell them, you know, what the little spiel about their book. And so it can, I imagine it can be very challenging um, to kind of uh, compete with a lot of the other indie indie folks. So, And there's also a move towards online anyway. And, um, you know, and I, I don't think it'll ever get rid of totally the need for brick and mortar. Uh, sort of conventions, but I think it may make it easier for certain companies to do things that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I see a lot of companies doing all the different conferences and stuff online, or have the online option, you know, to join different things. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, so, so we. we oh, go, go ahead. ahead sorry, I was oh. going to say, you know, we we had, we were looking through the titles, and you know, we've been able to flip through some stuff. But is there is there anything uh, uh, anything upcoming you want to talk about that maybe isn't on the mm-hmm. website or anything that you haven't? Uh, you know, that maybe just in its infancy, you know, you don't have to go into too much detail. Obviously, you want to leave a lot to the imagination. But is there something you got you, you guys are working on now that you're looking forward to getting out there? Um, well, our current project is the Raincross Press thing. Um, okay. But I mean, uh, it, the, 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 the thing we got going on this year specifically is that sad comic that uh, we right. mentioned earlier, which sad, it's, yeah. it's an acronym, by the way. It stands for sad and desperate. Right. Okay. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Right. But that 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 book really digs into Nigerian mythology and all kinds of like just I mean conspiracy series that you wouldn't believe how far they stretch kind of a thing. Uh, yeah. It's got it's got I mean crazy kind of monsters and and the whole nine yards. Uh, our artist Tosin Awasika, uh, he wrote the thing and then I scripted it. Um, mm-hmm. And then of course he does the he does all the art for it and everything. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. That that is that is one crazy book. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and I'm several issues ahead on Blitz at this moment. So um, hmm. you know, at least in terms of the scripting. So you know, at some point, I'm I'm hoping that you know, once we start really getting back online, um, uh, we'll be able to kind of put those out. Yeah. So so that's the sad. Um, what what was the driver for that? Because it's it seems kind of 
a little bit specific, like there's a lot of different um, backgrounds out there. So why, why that particular one, I guess? Um, well, I think for that, you'd actually have to talk to our artist, Tosin Awasika, as he wrote it. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is very, uh, it is very Nigerian in the fact that, I mean, <laughs> even I noticed uh, in, in scripting it and stuff that they were, um, that there were just things in like how, how they, how they talk to other people, um, how they, how they refer to women and it specifically, yeah. uh, little things like that. It just, it's, it was very un-American. Yeah. So I'm like, you yeah, know, he, he would write about... something and I'd be like, well, that sounds a little yeah. weird. Are you sure you want to say that? And, you know, like that kind of a thing. But yeah, uh, if you want, if I were to give you an example like that, most people would recognize, I would say if you think about the Witcher and how oh. all of that is influenced by Polish mythology. Right. And, right. Yeah. Um, the Polish cultural perspective. It's kind of like that, except in Nigeria. Um, gotcha. and with a different subject gotcha. matter. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 Well, it so, definitely so, piques my interest. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm ready for it. <laughs> now, now, how did you guys? How did you guys get connected with him as a creator? Um, Was he I part of that group for Chico Comics page? Okay, and um, yeah. I, I, awesome. I I struggled finding artists uh, initially. Um, I, yeah. I I I must have went through, gosh, I want to say like four or five before I came to Tosin. And um, I, I finally, I just oh, said, wow. "Look, man, uh, this is this is my budget. This is what I can afford. This is what I want done. Uh, can you work with me here?" And he said, "Yeah." And uh, we, we've we've been working nice. together ever since. That's awesome. That's very yeah. cool. Yeah, you know, we, and and we've talked with other creators about that too, about that 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 synergy that you need. You know, you, you're, mm -hmm. you're trying to create something, and you know, no, it, this is not a winning lotto ticket, right? And it's it's not you know it's not the golden pearly gates or whatever, right? You're this is, you know, this is to create, right? That's got to be the desire. And uh, obviously you guys have that because you, you got, you got some really good work on here. Um, oh, you know, and we've seen some really good work by some other creators. Um, but uh, I think what sets you guys apart is, you know, it seems like you, you've, you've been able to kind of build a network and a background and, and get to this point now where a lot of creators are trying to do it on their own. And, you know, and it's, and it's just circumstantial, right? I, I don't think it's intentional. They're not trying to isolate themselves. They're just trying to make it happen. They try to get connected with folks and they try to retain, uh, you know, if you're the writer or you're the one driving it, you know, you're trying to retain control, which makes sense, right? It's a creator, mm -hmm. it's a creator driven process and you right. know, you're, you're not working for the big two or big three, right? So you own these characters, um, yep. but you, you got a really good stable of folks that it seems that you're able to really work together and uh, come up with some pretty good stuff. So that's a great start. I mean, kudos to you guys for, for getting that set up. And obviously uh, capitalizing on the, um, you know, the digital aspect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. synergy is actually a great, uh, a great word for how we work together. Um, mm -hmm. We we have developed this, this, just this, this, <clears throat> for instance, um, with, with Tosin living in Nigeria, our artist and our letterer living in Argentina, um, that there, there, it's we can't. It's not like we can just pick up the phone and be like, "Hey, I got to talk to you about this page." It doesn't work that way. So, um, well, somebody's but, in bed, right, yeah. right, right. And so, uh, one of the just one of the things I really appreciate about working with the crew that I work with is that um, I'm I'm able to write down what I want on the page and nine times out of 10, but 9.9 .9 times out of 10, uh, it, it comes out better than it was when I intended it. Like I write <laughs> yeah, it, and, and, like I told you, I read a, I write a detailed script 
I'm talking about, and I want a little dot on this circle right here, you know, like that kind of stuff. And uh, and they're they're able to. Take I didn't that say and, blue. I said royal blue. Yeah, that's right. Royal that's blue. right. Yeah, yeah. But, I'm not nearly as detailed as him, but opposing um, usually will give me back a lot more than I gave him. And I'm usually I'm kind of nice. writer uh, who takes the Chris Claremont approach a little bit. I like to yeah. write for my artists. So the more that I know about what works for Tozen, what doesn't. Um, I'll usually tailor the scripts to him, and and that kind of helps the process out. There you go. Well, nice. and like you, and like you said, Mike, you know the synergy. Eventually, you guys get to the point where he knows you'll like what he produces, and it, you know he can take what you're writing. Stevie can take what you're writing, and he can interpret it. And he already probably has a feeling that you you guys have you know um, you know you've given him the green light on on things, and so there's yeah, it just sort of fits, right? Everything's dovetailing together. Right. There was I mean, there, there was there was some uh, stuff we had to talk about within the first like issue or two there. Um, I mean, but I mean, it's just it, it's 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 like the pieces just kind of fell together with the with the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm 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 really just I'm 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 humbled by uh, the, the how, how well this whole thing works. It uh, I couldn't have dreamed this to be better. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I think he's a lot done of pretty much are... everything we've done on the Omenverse, everything we've done on, on Revelation. He's even doing uh, something for uh, Raincross. So you know, you know, he, yeah. he follows us everywhere pretty much. We even yeah, got our letter seems... Guido in on Raincross. That was cool. Yep, as well. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I was just gonna say, it seems like timing is very. You know, there's it. It really seems to be critical, right? I mean, you can plug away and plug away to find. Uh, a good team of folks to work with. And then just all of a sudden, you know, and to kind of have sounds like you kind of had that from the beginning, uh, just getting to know each other and then, you know, moving over into what you have now. That's, that's very, very fortunate. Um, yeah. I had a question for both of you, Mike, you okay. talked uh, for, for Mike, you talked a little about turtles. And so uh, maybe besides Eastman and, and Layard, uh, was there anyone else that influenced you and Steve, same with you. It sounded like you were kind of an X-Men Fan. Was oh, it was yeah. there other folks that kind of kind of that you really just enjoyed their work? Oh uh, man, that is a long list. <laughs> um, I, I will say offhand, Jim, Jim Starlin is a big one. Um, Starlin, Grant Morrison. Nice. Uh, I love his All Star yeah. Superman. That's awesome. You yeah. know, his, um, his Green know, Lantern. A lot of a lot of Alan Moore's different works. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a certain yeah. amount from Garth Ennis, but mainly like the um, the War comics. Not so much oh, the Superman yeah? comic, but mainly the yeah. War comics. Um, I like the the level of, of uh, realism and um, characterization he puts to those. So there's mm-hmm. a, there's a definitely a grounded sense uh, to those stories that you don't really find there. Um, so yeah, those are the kinds of things I'm thinking about. And but it's just like I take a little bit from so many different things, including like uh, video games and um, you know movies and TV series and mm-hmm. books I've read over the years and prose books. Uh, you know that it, it's kind of like hard to to pin down like too many significant ones. Oh, and Rod sure. Serling. I'm, I'm a huge Rod Serling fan. Oh yeah. Uh, for for me, I suppose I, I suppose the most obvious influence on my work has got to be horror. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a huge horror fan. I've been watching horror movies since I was eight years old. Um, and, uh, you, you, I think you'll notice, uh, particularly, I suppose, in my graphic violence in the comics, <laughs> um, that, that there's, there's a, there's a particular scene where somebody is given a Colombian necktie, uh, that, um, I, I, I actually take a whole page to describe there. <laughs> she slowly pulls his tongue out of his throat and everything. Uh, but, I read uh, that so... one, Mike. I read that one. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, yeah, the, I mean, yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, the NSFW is like a giveaway. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> speaking my language. He has a sense of the macabre. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I suppose my other huge influences uh, have got to be mythology. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm uh, mythology really across the board. Um, but uh, really, my I suppose my favorites have got to be Greek and Norse mythology. I also really like uh, um, like Celtic mythology, particularly Irish mythology. And you, yeah. you'll see a lot of that in Omen comics. Um, you, you'll note that yep. even Seder uh, dealt with uh, Norse mythology, right? Uh, so I mean, th- yeah. this. There's there's a lot of that in there. In fact, most of what I, most of what I write um, ends up having mythology involved in it somewhere. Somehow there's a there's a mythological character, or I'm playing off a mythological story, or something along those lines. Um, well, I fun. think my two. Sorry, I was just going to say I think because you mentioned Dungeons and Dragons, so I think that right there was a lot of that even even uh, while playing you know those types of games, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, th- there's, there's certainly, there's certainly some of that. Although I didn't start playing Dungeons and Dragons until last year, um, so oh, I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, I go back a lot farther with that. Um, I used to play <laughs> a lot of Second Edition back when I was a, a teenager. Okay. Um, so there was a little bit of that, and then Dragonlance was was uh, was my big thing, um, and then Forgotten yeah. Realms for a while. I drifted out of it for a while because my uh, my group fell apart and I moved. So you know, mm. there really wasn't a group. So it's like I had if I had to if I wanted to do that I had to play like Baldur's Gate and things like that on video games. So, yeah. um, but we've recently got back into it as of last year, and we actually do a podcast where we do that. So That's awesome. you know it hasn't been lost on that. Um, in terms of like how it influences Omen, I would definitely say that the cast that we put together for Guardians of the Lamb was definitely based a certain to a certain extent around the standard D and D adventuring party. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think the advantage of those games that, you know, the role-playing uh, aspect really forces you to kind of improvise on the fly. You know, you're able to just, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think when you're yeah. writing, um, you, you have to, and even as an artist, you have to be able to do that. You you, you know, you, you might be kind of going along one way and you realize maybe that doesn't work, but you can pivot. You know, you're able to pivot and maybe take the story in a different way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, I think that's the key to successful story writing and, and comics is, Show me something I haven't seen before. I know the heroes win usually. Sometimes bad guys win. The heroes always win. But show me something I haven't seen. Well, show me something I'm not expecting. That's all I'm asking. If you show me something unexpected, I'll stick with you. You know, you know that's the hard see- thing though with with Dungeons and Dragons because if if you're the DM and your friends try to pull some shit on you <laughs> while, they're, while they're playing, and you got to pivot. That's- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and we did have a moment like that. I mean, I ended up ended up having to change uh, like my character a fair amount because. You know, the DM kind of threw in something I wasn't expecting, and it's oh, just yeah. like, well, okay, my character's not going to go along with that. So it ended up being like an entire storyline where I'm practically changing my subclass. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It worked out really well. I, I can't complain. That's awesome. You know, Steve uh, has talked oh, sorry, about this. Steve has talked about this a little bit when uh, uh, when we've talked about writing before, uh, but he has a way of writing that where he's talked about where how he writes his characters can actually surprise him. Uh, with yeah. with with what they will do and stuff, and me, I, I am as we've discussed, I'm too detailed. I I have I, I know what I'm going to be doing five years from now on this date, kind of a thing. I, I just kind of I embrace the happy accidents, and I kind of like to leave with the carrot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like, to, like like you know give give characters reasons to do why they're doing these things. You, you want them to yeah. I, we, so like, how it we, works. We, well, well, there's a lot of the Omenverse to go. Um, like I'm thinking. 
I'm thinking the story will end somewhere around 70 issues uh, with oh, between okay. all the titles. Uh, but I already nice. have that story plotted out. We already know everything that's going to happen. That's how obsessed and detailed I am. <laughs> I, I, I see Steve shaking his head. He's like, yeah, 70 yeah, pages. I, I love that kind of writing in, in like in genre stuff because if you if you know where the, the end is, then it doesn't feel all chaotic in between. You know, you watch some of the shows like, like Lost. They just wrote mysteries to be mysteries. And when they try to close it all up, it was a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> in my personal yeah. opinion, you know, at the yeah. very end, but if you have it all mapped out, you know, I think that definitely helps you keep your story going, you know, forward and make sense as you're going through, you know, on that, on that note, uh, that's actually how I write stories. I start from the end. I work my way back uh, to the middle and then I go from the beginning and build it forward. No but I, yeah. with, I, I basically, I get this scenario, like with the Omen verse, I pictured what would the world look like if every apocalypse imagined happened all at once. And I just kind of pictured this, this, you know, desolate, barren, just, just destroyed world and everything. And I'm like, okay, yeah. how did we get here? And that's, that's how I built up the Omen verse. Yeah. I mean, awesome. I think, I think I read once that uh, Kirkman, when he was doing the walking dead, people had asked him, he said, I know how it ends. I'm not going to tell anybody, but I know how it ends. I know what caused the apocalypse. I know what caused those, you know, the zombies. I'm not going to say anything. I think finally he did years later. Now that the now that the books ended and the show was coming to an end, I know they're coming out with new spinoffs. But um, you know, he came out and said it was a space spore. He never showed it. He didn't need to, right? He right. knew he knew what that story was going to be. He knew that ten years down the road, he knew where it was going to lead and all that. So yeah. um, that's probably. I mean. That's probably better than the alternative, is just winging it issue to issue sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I really yeah. wanted to. I really wanted there to be a sense of continuity. I, I didn't. I didn't want to uh, take off in one way and then just kind of do a Claremont, leave the story sitting there for a few years, and we may or may not ever come back to it, kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is one of the flaws with them. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike, do you, um, I was just curious cause it sounds like Steve, um, like he was talking about like, you know, those, those creative, uh, accidents and, and different things. So Mike, it sounds like you're, you're very detailed. So do you ever like see yourself pivoting or is it, is it an opportunity to almost create a universe within another universe? If you wanted to take, let's say you did think of a different arc or a different storyline, do you still keep the one that you had and then just build it in or like, what's that, what's that process look like? Actually, Guardians of Alayum is a great example for that. Um, I did not, I did not originally in, intend uh, for that to happen. I knew that I needed to be able to tell some of the history in the Omen verse, and I know that I needed to have uh, this group at the very end to help deal with the apocalypse. Uh, but uh, I, I had no idea what I was going to do with there, do with that. I just had a, the, the set few titles I was going to work on. And one day it just occurred to me, um, you know, uh, I got this idea, you know, in, um, in, uh, in the Bible, it talks about when Jesus was crucified, uh, like the sun went black and there was a storm and the dead rise from the grave and all that kind of stuff. I was like, well, what, what would happen if even more went on with that? What if, what if, what if, when Jesus died, it actually broke time. That that thunderclap yeah, yeah. that we heard in the sky, what if that was actually time splintering apart? And uh, then I was like, okay, oh. I got the, So I went to Steve and I said, hey, Steve, I got this idea. <laughs> so <laughs> and, and that's what I came up with this work? little yeah. D&D group. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, I knew, um, I knew that um, the first character that it was going to be was um, basically Longinus. 
I knew that 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 that's who it was going to be because he had the the epicenter is around the person who broke it. Who broke it? The guy who who, who speared Christ in, in the side. Right, right. So that was him. Um, so I knew I had that character, and then I just kind of did my own version with him. You know, I gave him like my own name. You know, he's, his name is Marius. Um, and then it's like, okay, you know, who else would be around during that period of time? You know, that would be mixed up with this. Um, Mike kind of had some guidelines about what he wanted to see. Um, you know, like in terms of general things, it's, I know he wanted a couple of Romans, um, a couple of uh, people that were native to Jerusalem, you know, um, somebody that was Greek, I think somebody, you know, and, and all that kind of came together. And so the idea was, okay, let's create a group that is full of all different walks of life, you know, that, um, that are different perspectives of the same event. And they all see everything completely differently and they're forced together to try to fix it. And they're stuck with it. <laughs> and so that's kind of where 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 all that came from, and I kind of used the the whole D and D party setup um, to make that work. So yeah, there's a thief, there's a cleric, you know, there's a mage, there's you know, there's an archer, you know, all that. <laughs> it was all Pontius Pilate's fault. It's all um, Pontius Pilate. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Paul. What was that? It was all Pontius Pilate's fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he does not get off scot free in this. <laughs> Good. So, Mike and Steve, uh, before we wrap up here, where can people find uh, you know Omenverse and Revelation comics at? Uh, you can find both Omen comics and Revelation comics on Global Comics. Uh, the, there, and what's awesome is not only can you pick up a, a, a PDF uh, for two ninety nine, uh, they're all free to read, so you can check them out before uh, you buy them and stuff. You can also pick up physical copies at the Wicked Publishing Store, wickedpublishing.net, uh, for only five bucks. Oh heck yeah! That's awesome. uh, we'll, we'll have those links uh, in the video description, and if you're listening on the podcast, they'll be in the show notes. Uh, so, hey, Mike, Steve, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really yeah. appreciate you uh, you joining us. And uh, everybody, please go over to Global Comics and, and check out their comics. Or, or if you're like Paul and you have to have the physical, uh, <laughs> we'll have the link over to where to order those as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. It's been great. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for having Soka. us on, man. Thank you. We absolutely love bringing you guys these these books that you might not be aware of, and you know our whole goal is to is to help the the independent creator get the word out about their books. So you help us out by clicking like and subscribe and the notification buttons, uh, so we can keep bringing you great content like this and helping to highlight those indie creators. Thanks.